0: Hello sisters, happy new week Welcome once again to our devotional And um, in this season of fasting and prayer We're going to be discussing the fruit of the spirit The reason we want to discuss the fruit of the spirit Is because it's important to understand that in, You know, prayer is supposed to be effectively channeled Towards getting ourselves transformed uh, Beyond wanting God to just address our physical needs You know Um, my pastor would say to you that God is more interested in our character than in our comfort. And I would say to you that genuinely, when the Holy Spirit causes effective renewal on the inside, the the, the renewal that happens, the transformation on the inside, it powers the deliverances that happen on the outside. Any external deliverance without internal renewal cannot be sustained. You know, So the life of the Christian is powered by the depth of the content of Christ that is on the inside of that person's nature so that you have a deep seat of resource, a deep well of of spring of the nature of Christ that is managing and controlling, you know, the physical outcomes or the things that are happening with your life on the external. In the coming weeks, we're going to be discussing the gifts of the Spirit, the seven spirits of God, you know, the different aspects of the work of the Holy Spirit, that all work together in an effective marriage to grant uh, a productive and an effective and a sustainable, stable life for the believer. So today, uh, our focus for this week is the fruit of the Spirit. Take note, we didn't say fruits, we said the fruit of the Spirit. So the fruit of the Spirit is one is, is one manifestation of the spirit, but with diverse, uh, 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 with it's one fruit, but diverse manifestation, diverse parts of the dimensions of the operations of the Holy Spirit within the human spirit, within the human spirit. So today, the first day, we're going to be discussing the nine part fruits. And uh, we'll be reading uh, the details from our devotional. Let's look and see what the Bible says or what God is saying and what this devotional is sharing with us as regards the fruit of the Spirit. So it starts, it says that the spirit field development of Christ-like character is liberating. I repeat, the spirit-filled development of Christ-like character is liberating because it brings us closer to being the people we were designed to be. The people our spirit-renewed hearts want us to be. This is by Tim Kayla. So the fruit of the spirit is listed in Galatians chapter 5, and those fruit, the, you know, the, the manifestations of the fruit uh, are love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So this is a nine-part gift, a nine-part fruit, a nine-part manifestation of the fruit of the spirit. And if you look at all this, you notice they are character-based, they are personality-based, they are quality-based. It says these qualities make up the fruit. There are not nine different fruits, it is a nine-part Fruit. The fruit is like an orange and inside the orange there are numerous slices. So imagine that each slice of the orange is one of the aspects of the fruit of the spirit. The original Greek word for fruit in Galatians 5 is karpos. And one definition means a result of something. When the fruit of the Spirit is displayed in our lives, it is a sign or result that we are being led by the Spirit of God. Just like the branches of a grapevine have to be connected to the vine in order to bear grapes, the fruit of the Spirit is evidence of being connected to Christ. Why was the fruit of the Spirit even mentioned? Because of the five verses preceding it, they mention sinful acts, including sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition and drunkenness. Now, this is me speaking now. So you will notice that the, the works of the flesh being manifested, everything still has to do with human character, human behavior, behavioral patterns. And if you notice the fruit of the spirit, it comes up with, you know, positive behavioral patterns. So the Holy Spirit brings in positive behavioral patterns, whilst the works of the flesh bring in negative behavioral patterns. So if you have the fruit of the spirit, you know, functional manifested in you, it affects your personality, it affects your character, it affects your behavior it affects your reactions it affects your perspective you know it affects your outlook your response to life so what is on the inside of you is actually very 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 vital to managing what is happening with your life externally there you know you cannot separate your external life from what is happening on the inside of you you cannot you know, separate. Someone said that if the light shining on you is stronger than the light shining from within, that the light shining on you will destroy you. You know, what is on the inside of you is what carries anything that is upon you. If you do not have a strong internal base, you will be misled by what is upon you. So when we say what's upon you, there is the anointing upon, which is, you know, the manifestation of the gift of the spirit. Now the manifestation of the gifts of The Spirit come with operations and manifestations of the power of the Holy Spirit, of His abilities, you know, His gracefulness, His um, His operations, His you know, His authority. So when you are looking at it, that part looks very aesthetic and very interesting and very exciting and very welcoming. But you see, the power of the Holy Spirit is contained and managed by the fruit of the Spirit. Anybody who has the manifestations of the authority and the power of of God without the in-depth control of the fruit of the spirit can become a monster the difference between you know demon spirits and this and you know godly spirits is that the demon spirits have power but they do not have the nature of God you know holy spirit has the power and the nature of God, he has the nature. Let's start with the nature, has the nature of God and the power of God. When Paul was speaking, he says, I do not come to you with a demonstration, you know, of human wisdom or the prowess of human wisdom. But what I come to manifest to you is first the spirit and then the power. First, the spirit the holy ghost is the one who bears the nature and the personality of god so first that character of god that personality of god that you know the the richness of the nature of god and then the manifestation of the power so the spirit manages the power the spirit puts the power under control the spirit contains the power so if you do not have the spirit the power will be out of control The power will be out of control. He says, you see, we have this thing called the flesh. Fantastic. And it is all of our human desires. Our flesh wants things that prevent God's Holy Spirit from leading us fully. In fact, Galatians 5.17 says that the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Bottom line, you can be led by the flesh, or you can be led by the Spirit of God, but you cannot be led by both. They are in constant conflict. Probably the most beautiful part of the passage in verse 23 is that we are told there that there is no law. We are told there is no law against them. In fact, it will be true to say that we can exhibit the fruit without any limits or restrictions. We can never show too much love. We can never show too much joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no limit to how much you can express the nature of God. Now, that's a goal to strive for. With each day of this plan, we'll go into greater detail about the nine parts of the fruit, distinguish it from the spiritual gifts, and learn how to fully live by the Spirit as we grow in our understanding. We'll recognize how the fruit of the Spirit is manifested in our lives and in the lives of others as well. So it's important to take note that uh, what is on the inside is Very serious and more serious than what is on the outside, what is, you know, manifested. So I would say this to you as a believer, do not judge somebody's spirituality, somebody's spiritual maturity on the basis of the gifts of the spirit. Judge a person's spiritual maturity on the basis of the fruits of the spirit, the nature of Christ that you see manifested in that person. It says here, reflection, do you feel the war between your flesh and your spirit? In what areas of your life do you feel it the most? So there is necessity to walk on ourselves. Galatians chapter 5, you know, scriptures for today, Galatians 5 from verse 17 downwards. We're going to be reading. It says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath or rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and the likes of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things Will not inherit the kingdom of God, he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law, so take cognizance and see you know the difference the depth of the difference in both uh, manifestations, and take key note that it is imperative to walk on ourselves through prayer, through the study of the world, through discipline to assimilate. And indoctrinate ourselves in the nature of God, in the nature of God, which is the fruits of the spirit in the nature of God. I think one scripture I would like to quickly read to us before we close is Romans chapter 12, verse 1 so it gives us a responsibility says in verse one i beseech you therefore brethren by the message of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable sacrifice or your reasonable service do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The reason I read this scripture is to bring to our attention that we have the responsibility to go through and initiate the process of renewal. We have the responsibility. God is not going to initiate the process. The Holy Spirit has its impact to do. We have the responsibility of educating ourselves in the Word of God, of uh, uh, incubating ourselves through prayer and alignment with the Spirit, and then initiating obedience by discipline. In the process of time, we uh, start adjusting. We find that a lot of adjustment happens in our heart, in our perspective, in our reactions, and the rest of it because we're putting in the... Work that will bring about the reformation, the renewal, and the transformation we need. You no renewal it means a change of mindset, and mindsets are changed through change of information, educating oneself. So it becomes necessary to know that we should educate ourselves on the basis of God's word. The Holy Ghost is the power, is the one that powers the you know uh The life of the believer, the word of God is the one that powers the knowledge of the believer. So we need to educate ourselves on the basis of the word of God to power our mind with information and then incubate ourselves in the Holy Spirit to power our spirit man, you know, with his grace and the marriage of both initiates reformation and sustenance. It sustains your spirit. It gives you grace to live above your flesh. You know, so these are the things we We want to share this morning and we pray by the Holy Ghost that there will be transformation in our lives. That we will adjust ourselves through the study of the Word of God, through prayer, through intentional obedience, which we achieve by disciplining our minds to adapt ourselves to the nature of God. And we trust the Holy Ghost to perfect all that concerns us. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God, for this time in your presence. And we pray for strong transformation, reformative works in our lives. To the glory of your holy name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.